It's summer in Payne County, Oklahoma. Nothing better in the world than being here with all of you. Thanks for listening, uh, whether you're on the podcast, uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, uh, or maybe listening on the radio on Sunday mornings. We're glad you're with us. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, as you may know, we did an episode a couple weeks ago called Father Carey Takes a Sabbatical, um, and he is now gone. Uh, just for two months. He'll be gone all of June, all of July. Um, but we actually recorded a few episodes before he left, so you're going to like hear his uh, you know, grating, annoying voice uh, in the middle of the summer, uh, just as a reminder, so you don't, so you don't, you know, forget about him. Uh, but anyway, we've had a great summer so far uh, here at the parish. We've had retreats. We had Father Healy's talk on the Shroud of Turin. We took a bunch of high school kids to Oklahoma City. Uh, we've had, of course, Sunday Mass. We've had a Corpus Christi procession. Uh, anyway, lots of awesome stuff. One of the best things, though about the summer in Payne County is that we have seminarians. So, I don't know when it was, maybe now, almost four years ago, three and a half years ago, we built what a lot of people think is like a really big house. Um, and it is large, okay? I'm not disputing that. But people are like, why is it like so big for like two priests? And we were like, because when you build something, then, you know, other people can live here. So we are privileged um, the last several summers, four summers in a row, we've had two seminarians with us. So this summer we have a young man named David Newmeyer, who is going to be on the show in a couple weeks. And we also have Adrian Manessis. Adrian, welcome to the Pastors of Pain. Thank you so much. It is awesome. Adrian is awesome. What a blessing he is to our diocese. Um, he has a fascinating life and that I want everybody to know about. Um, okay, so Adrian, give us a little a little background. How old are you right now? Uh, I am 36. 36, beautiful. Yeah. And you, tell us about where you grew up, tell us about your family, and then we'll get into like what you're doing here in Stillwater. I, I grew up in Tlaxcala, that is the smallest state in Mexico, uh, southeast part of Mexico City. So I grew up there, uh, and I lived when I was 18 years old, when I entered in the religious formation, and I moved to Querétaro and then Guadalajara, and after that, I was moving around the world. <laughs> um, yeah, you do. You've been to a lot of countries. You speak multiple languages. So your your family growing up was Catholic. Yes, I, I am coming from a Catholic family, but they didn't were practicants. Oh, okay. So we have the religion because of the tradition. So. I, I was baptized in danger of death. I was sick when I was baby. Oh. And they baptized me like that. And so you were like baptized like at the hospital? Uh no, I was I was sick at home. So oh. my mother went to with the neighbor wow. to ask for help and there was a priest there and he baptized me. Wow. So you're baptized at home? Yes. That's amazing. When it's an emergency though, that's how yeah. that's how you gotta do it. Wow. Okay, so you were not, you didn't like go to church a lot when you were a kid. No, more like in Mexico, uh, in a Mexican family. So we were at church only for baptisms, weddings, or quinceañeras. Big events, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was not something very common. 
I started to go to church when I was 14 years old when I entered in high school in Mexico. Okay, and like so on, but on your own. I mean, yes, in in my own, I was the the only one in the beginning that was going to the church. Wow. Yeah. And how did you get there? Did you you walked <laughs> or you? It, it's very funny because did you? When I entered in high school, I have a classmate that I find that she was beautiful. So in cute girls. Yeah. So she invited me <laughs> to a retreat, and I love it. And I wanted to be close to her, so I yep. went to the retreat. And churches are full of cute girls. Yeah, and I found God uh, Th- through her. Yeah, and that's uh, awesome. Yeah, love I, I love this experience, and I started. To be in this movement that is called ECHOS, that is Encounter, Communication. Uh, you can say it in Spanish. What is it in Spanish? Uh, en- encuentro, Comunicación, Oración y Servicio. So, okay, yeah. So it's like a, for high school, young, yeah. for young people to find, yeah. to grow with the Lord. Yeah, and, and to start to discover a vocation. So yeah. we have it like... A, uh, Sunday school, so every Sunday I was going to the, not the cathedral, but next to the cathedral, so every Sunday I have classes, and very interesting classes, Bible, uh, teaching of the church, uh, and, and we have always uh, a religious sister or a seminarian or a priest. Wow, because you did not learn that as a child. No. You had to get that all in, in high school. So in then, in high school, you started to kind of feel like maybe you should be a priest. Yeah, more or less. I, I started to, to go to Sunday Mass uh, every week. I was the only one in my house to go into wow. Sunday Mass. That's hard when you're in high school. Yeah, and I was 14, 15 years old wow. when I started to go. And we have only one Mass in my small town uh, at 7 a.m., so I was the only one. So as a teenager, <laughs> you're getting up and going to a 7 a.m. Mass. mass. Wow. Yeah. But that does, it builds in you like a, a determination and, and yeah, mm-hmm. it just helps you grow in your faith. Yeah, and after that, I was start to admire the priest that was with us, uh, Monsignor uh, Pedro Juarez Melendez, that he was the general vicar of the diocese. And he was the spiritual of the movement. So he was with us uh, a lot of time. And uh, I was highly having this admiration for him. I wanted to be like him. Yeah. To work with, <clears throat> with young, uh, young people, with uh, young adults. And, and also to be like him because he was speaking a lot of languages. Wow. So he was studying in Rome and... Yeah. And now so he's you a admired, bishop. You, oh, he is a bishop now? Yeah. Wow. He's okay. the bishop of the Diocese of Tula in Mexico. Okay. Do yeah. you stay in touch with him? Yeah, a little. You do? Good. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay. So you're, so now you graduate from high school and you start and you, you decide to go to seminary. Yeah. I decided to be a priest first. I didn't know that to be a priest, you must to go to a seminary. <laughs> So <laughs> you just thought you become for for me the, my my first idea <laughs> of become a priest was like to go to a university. So you go to the university after that you look for a job like a priest was my first idea. After that I discovered that this a process and you need to go to the seminary. Yeah, you have to go to school. Uh, yeah, a lot. And yeah. and like that I discovered that there are also 
many kinds of praise. So, and I discovered the missionary's praise, and I wanted to be a missionary in Africa. Yeah, because um, uh, yeah, there are, we, Father Kerry and I have talked about, like, there's like diocesan priests, which now you're, yeah. you're studying to be a priest of the Diocese of Tulsa, but there are these religious orders, Jesuits, Dominicans, Franciscans, and then so you, in your life, you've been a part of two different religious orders. orders. So when yeah. you were 18, you left your and, hometown. And I entered with the White Fathers. It's yeah, tell us about that. They're called the White Fathers. It's the surname. It's not the official name. The official name they're is... Not, me, yeah, they're not because of their... Their, their not, skin. Yeah, it's not their skin. Yeah. Uh, the official name is uh, Missionaries of Africa. And it's an apostolic society. Uh, so it's a priest and brother that they commit themselves to do mission, and especially in, the, in Africa. So I meet them in Mexico. Uh, I, I was looking on Google, uh -huh. like missions, uh -huh. because we must do a presentation about missions in the parish. And I write on Google, mission in Africa. And the first web page that I have it was the web page of the White Fathers. Wow. And what was the... Why Africa? You, you live in Mexico. Why Africa? I entered to this website and I looked the work that they were making in Africa to share their faith and live with them. So the founder is uh, Cardinal Labigeri mm. and he had like a, a quotation to their missionaries and they, they tell to, uh, he tell to them, you must to be like the people that you serve. So if you go to Africa, you need to dress like an African, you need to eat like an African. Wow. And it's for that that they take the avid. The avid is the the normal dress for the people in the north of Africa because the majority are Muslims. So and they dress uh, like a tunic, white tunic, uh -huh. with a cap uh, that is called bornus. And the only difference between the Muslims and the priests, they have a rosary uh, on their neck. Oh. And what's the only difference between wow. them? Uh, and it's for that the people that start to call them white fathers because they were dressing in white. They were in dressing in white. in white, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were with the white fathers how, for how many years? For five years. Five years, 18 to 23? Uh, yes. And then what? Then you left? I left uh, because they sent me to Burkina Faso to do my spiritual... Burkina Faso, West Africa. West Africa. Yeah. They sent me to do my spiritual experience there in mission. So, and I went when I was 22 years old. So, I was the youngest in wow. my group. We were 28 uh, kind of novices because they don't have novice yet because they are not religious. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a spiritual experience. So, I went with them. And immediately after 15 days being there, I got malaria. So what What's <laughs> it like to have malaria? It's like a... I say, like, to have all the common illness at the same time. Oh. So, like, a flu, cough, stomach problems. All at the same time. All at the same time. Ouch. So. And you had that about, you had that several times. Four times in six months. And it's for that that wow. I'm asking to, to take a time also to make a, a deep reflection in my vocation because I feel that I needed more experience in in war and, and also in my knowledge. And I asked him permission to do a degree in Mexico and after that come back with them. So, and they allowed me to go and study my degree in three, three years. 
and, and after that to think about my coming back with them. So in these three years became seven years. So I was out of my community seven years. I make a degree in philosophy mm -hmm. in the public university of Guadalajara. And immediately when I finished my degree, they invite me to work at the university. Oh. In, in the research department of nice. philosophy. yeah. So, and I accepted and was a great experience. And after that, they invite me to teach in the university. And it's for that they require for me to make a master in philosophy. Uh -huh. So, in with that, I make a master in philosophy. I did one year in Mexico, another year in France. Uh, and when I was in France, I was 29 years old. So and I start to think really about again. Yeah, what what is God calling yeah, me to? Yeah, yeah and, and more because God was always present in my life. Even if I was not in the seminary, mm -hmm. I was helping in a parish in Guadalajara. Yeah, so it was you didn't when you you, you didn't leave the church mm, or no. yeah, you were faithful. Yeah, so I was going to almost daily mass, uh, doing adoration every day. I, I like it so much to go to the. Espiatorio, that is a, a church where they have uh, exposition of our Lord from six morning up to 10 p.m. Oh, wow. Daily. Nice. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So I was taking time every day to be there. So five years five years with the White Fathers, then... Seven uh, years out. And then seven years out, and then that 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 impulse to... Yeah. To be back in religious life, God was there always. Yeah, and and more when I, many people they say the crisis of the thirties, so I was in the transition, and, and I went to France was a big change. That's a big change. And yeah, yeah. I have a girlfriend from there, and, and we broke up there. And after that, I say, okay, what is going calling me to do in my life? Yeah. So I came back to Mexico. Uh, I continue with my spiritual direction. Uh, I make the silence retreat uh, with the Jesuits there. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, for, for ten days. Yeah, and the calling is still there. So, nice. So, so then you found a different missionary. That that missionary zeal was still there. Yeah. So I, I came back with the White Fathers, and I speak with them was a new uh, new group of priests that they were in Mexico. So all the priests that they were with me, they were already in other mission. So uh, any of them, they know me there. So, but they have it my report. Yeah. So, and they saw that I was sick four times in six months in Burkina Faso. And they told me, you, maybe you had vocation, but not, not with us. Not with us. Because for us, it's only to be in Africa. Yeah. So and it's interesting because you know we've Father Kerry and I have talked about numerous times when when someone has a vocation it's not only what they want. So yeah. it has to like you know so when for when you applied to the diocese of Tulsa you want to be here but the diocese also has to want you to be here. So it's kind of like dating. Yeah. You don't just tell somebody that you're going to date them. You ask them and they accept and then you go then you go on a yeah, date. And, and it's a process. When you enter in the seminary, it don't mean that you will become a priest. And we need to know that. That is, is very important yeah. because we are still uh, answering a calling. So in it's a process to know if God really is calling us here. 
Yeah. So in during that time, I meet uh, by coincidence of things of God, uh, a priest, a Kenyan priest that was in Mexico, Father Joseph Oniango, and I thought that he was member of the missionaries of Africa, White Fathers. So I start to speak with him, practice my English, and because was. Uh, his first week in Mexico, so his wow. Spanish was not so good. Yeah, my English was worse. <laughs> <laughs> so we were speaking, and I asked him to him, "So you are a missionary of Africa?" He told me, "Yes," but because he was coming from Africa, yeah. not because he was a white father. Yeah. So we start to speak, and after that, he asked me, "You want to be a missionary?" I say, "Yes." So and I say, "But." Uh, uh, Father Ijan told me that I cannot be missionary in Africa. And he said, but we don't have any Jan in the community. I said, yeah. So ah. and it was a different community. So he invited me to make a process with them. And was like a, to find again my love in, in the mission. And, and So you joined up with? The Consolata Missionaries. Consolata Missionaries. Yeah, that is an Italian order. Uh, Italian, they, but but, they're, but missionaries. But yeah, just yeah. to Africa or to to all the world. Lots they, of lots they, of they different places. They have different okay. places. But they sent you to Africa. Yeah. Okay. So they sent me first to Argentina to make my novitiate. Oh, okay. And in 2019, and I became a brother, so I made vows on December 2019. So what we would call like simple vows. Yeah, simple. So vows. it's not like. Temporary. Yeah, temporary, not like being married. Yeah. It's like dating, kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah dating yeah. more, more officially is more like uh, engaged or fiancé. Yeah, or, uh -huh. yeah uh, like fiancé, yeah. yeah. Engaged, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that we have like yeah. a compromise. Yeah. Uh, because I make vows of living poverty, obedience, and celibacy. And like that, they send me to continue my priestly formation to Kenya. To All study. right, so Argentina, then to Kenya. To Kenya. So now you've been to Mexico, France, uh, Argentina, Bur Burkina Faso, Burkina Faso yeah. and now Kenya. In Kenya. Woo! In, in Amazing. In, and then you were in Kenya how long? For two years and a half. Okay. Yeah, a little more. In Nairobi. In Nairobi. But I visit other places in, in the country. Wow. So when I, this goes back about a year, when Adrian was applying to the Diocese of Tulsa. I, that time I was on the, the, our seminary board. So I interviewed Adrian over, over Zoom. Yeah. I was in my office here was in, in Stillwater, <laughs> and he was in Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So Kenya, a couple years. Yeah, and I was there during the pandemic. So it was a difficult situation. Wow. yeah. Because I got COVID there. I, I was the seventh case in the country in Kenya. The seventh case. Yeah. And wow, you're famous. Yeah, I was kind of famous. That's not a good reason <laughs> to be famous. Yeah, I remember that they, they give it the news there and they say, today we had a two new cases and one of them was Mexican. And everybody knows. You're the only Mexican. Yeah, who Mexican <laughs> was. <that. laughs> uh, and for uh, them, they were very strict uh, under the measures. Yeah. So every person that were... Uh, positive with COVID, most to spend their time in the hospital, even if they they having symptoms. Oh, really? So, because I didn't have like a lot of symptoms in the beginning, I had only like a normal flu, and, 
and then I spent almost one month in the hospital. Wow. And because in the beginning, everybody was scary about COVID because yeah. to have COVID was like everybody thought that almost you will die. Yeah. And I, think I remember that was, yeah, that was a very scary time. Yeah. So what the beginning of uh, 2020. So, and I spent there and also with this stigmatization, people, they didn't want to be with us. Even the nurses, doctors, they yeah. didn't want to enter to You're the like hospital. You're like a leper. Yeah. Yeah. So we were a Unclean. little... Unclean. Abandoned there. Yeah. So sometimes they didn't want it even to give us food or water. Oh, wow. So it was so hard. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. scary. Yeah, and then I think because of the situation, the stress and everything, after two weeks I started to develop it, uh, like serious symptoms that uh, on the third week they put me oxygen and they connect me to the all these things. And wow. I remember that they came to check my symptoms. So my fever was so high, my level of oxygen was so down, and so you almost died. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and they start to cry, oxygen, oxygen, and then the only thing that I could do, I called my brother, and I speak with him. I say, I don't know what will happen with me, but uh, if something happened with me, you need to speak with our parents. I had yeah. only one older brother. Yeah. So I tell. Tell my family I love them. Yeah, so wow. so was so hard for me, for him, and and even if I wanted to be a missionary, I started to to have this feeling after that, after this experience, that I wanted to be a missionary, but also to be close to my family. Yeah, and, and also with the other problems inside of the community. And so that was the the desire then to come to be close to family, and yeah. your family yeah. is here. Yeah. Not so in Stillwater, but in Muskogee. In Muskogee. Yeah. Uh, Tell us, how, how did they get from Mexico to Muskogee? Yeah, my, mm, the first one that was living here in, uh, in Muskogee was my brother uh, in the beginning of the 2000, uh, 2003 or four. He came wow. to live here because one of his friends invited him to work there. So they came for jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, uh, my father lost his job in Mexico, and my brother invited my brother. I entered in the seminary, and then my mother was alone there in Mexico, so oh. she came here. And after that, I was the only one living in Mexico. Wow. In the seminary. So everyone was in Muskogee. In Muskogee for a couple of years. That's amazing. And yeah, and... I, I still feel myself like a missionary because I feel like the diocese of Tulsa is a missionary diocese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is one of the things that I thought when I really chose to be in Tulsa because I have that other possibilities uh, to go to Argentina. They invite me to go there. But I say, okay, if I will become a diocesan priest, and the idea is to be close to my family. So Argentina it's is a perfect. So it's perfect. You're, well, you're here. You're close to your family, and you're in a very non-Catholic yeah. area. About whatever I think it is seven, seven or eight percent mm-hmm. of Oklahoma that's that's Catholic. Um, so you left. You leave Kenya. You fly to the United States, and then this past year. So you've been you've been here for a year. For a year already. And tell, tell us about what you did over the last year. Uh, I did a pastoral year that was something very good for me. Is 
was an introduction to the diocese, but not only to the diocese, to the American culture too. So in to improve my English, because uh, even if I speak a little better now, <laughs> but I, I I still learn in English. It is not easy. It's difficult. Uh, so all this year I was studying English at TCC in Tulsa. Tulsa Community College, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also living in a parish, St. Mary's, where I was involved in a little in the parish life. I love it. So Father Stewart, Father Stewart Crevcore, who used to be, he was Father Carey's predecessor here in Stillwater at uh, St. John's yeah. and is now the pastor at St. Mary's. Yeah, and I was living with him and with Father Vince, the associate priest there. Uh, and also with the Monsignor Denis, that is uh, an emeritus pastor there. Uh, and I was learning from them, learning how they live their the, their priesthood. And so it was a very good po point of turn in, in the diocese. Uh, and so it was a year of learning how is to be a priest in the diocese. Yeah, because, I, you know, to be... Being a priest is you can be a priest anywhere, but I mean I I experienced this with our Spanish speakers here. You know I don't I, I my there's lang there's a language barrier, but there's also a cultural yeah. barrier. When I go to a Spanish speaking family's house for dinner, it's the 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 food is some you know different than what I'm used to, or the conversation or the music or the and you have to get used to it. You have to like live. Yeah, and, and I, I like that of to be a missionary, of even if I am a, a, a diocesan seminarian and I will become a diocesan priest, but I think because of this experience that I had before, now I need to know how important it is to know the language, but also the culture. Yeah. To I think some, priest, some priests that we, I mean, in the United States make the mistake of, of thinking, well, I can pronounce Spanish or so i'm so i'm fine that's all that's all i need like i can say the words of the mass and so so that's all but there's so much more i mean the culture yeah is very important that you have to yeah, embrace it yeah and and i think it's important to become a priest because we are we are or i want to become a priest because i want to live my faith with people that I will share and I need to learn from them. So, and I will share also my experience, but I think most of the part is to learn from the people that we serve. I love it. So you are, the, so this fall, so you'll be, you'll be here in Stillwater for June, all of June, all of July. Yeah. You're going to preach our, uh, our, what we call our Spanish parish mission, June uh, 14, 15, 16th, uh, which will be awesome. But then, but you'll be in both with both communities and at daily mass and helping with, Vacation Bible School and all that, all that good stuff. Learning about Payne County and Stillwater and and all that. So then, in in July, you'll it, or in August, you'll go to the, an American seminary. Yes. Uh, where will you go, and how long will you be there? Mm, I will go to San Meinrad. <gasps> that is, which South I already knew that. I'm <laughs> that. That's where I went, and I love yeah. it. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, Southern Indiana. Uh, I visited last year uh, on on November. Oh, you went there? Yeah. Oh, okay, so, so you've seen it. Okay, yeah, good. So, and good. It's a very beautiful place. Yeah. In the middle, a little of nowhere. Yeah, southern yeah, but, Indiana. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I think it's, it's nice because I will have all the time 
to commit myself to the studies and also to my yeah. spiritual life. That was my experience. No distractions. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. And I will continue with my theology. And if God willing, I will enter in the third year of theology. So that means that I will be there for two more years. And if God willing... Then you'll be a priest. In two years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 2025. Yeah. Wow. That's coming up. One of the great things about Adrian, uh, he's very humble, but he English is his fourth language. So Spanish, obviously, but you speak French, and then you said you speak a little Swahili. Yes. And then you can like read in some yeah, I German d- and uh, I, I can Latin, Greek, Latin, Hebrew, I- Italian. Italian, I forgot yeah. about that. Anyway, so he's just very good with with uh, with languages. It's beautiful. So Adrian uh, is going to be with us this summer, um, and it's just exciting. It's just mm-hmm. exciting. You've been so you now you've experienced the parish in Tulsa, and now you get to and experience. I am for that. I want to know more about water. the country. I love it. So it's actually later later tonight. Hopefully we're gonna we're gonna get out and drive around a little bit, and uh, I'll show you all of our cows and pigs and <laughs> goats and sheep. And then the university and all that kind of good stuff. And you're a good cook too. Yeah, you're one of my passions too. He came out his first night here. He came out and he had a he had a a, a crepe, uh, like French pancakes, like a crepe. What is it called? A, a pan? A crepe? A pan. A crepe pan. I was like, okay, this this guy is serious. <laughs> this is awesome. Anyway, you'll see Adrian around the parish. Uh, obviously, come up and say hello. Uh, what a blessing to have you in the Diocese of Tulsa and here in Stillwater. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in, for joining us, and have a great week. God bless.